in hotels. Welcome to the Wellness and Hospitality Podcast, where it's all about genuine wellness, true hospitality, and real people. I'm your host, global wellness expert, life coach, and author, Sonal Uberoy. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'd like to address another elephant in the room, and that is... Why are wellness leaders the lowest paid specialist leaders in hotels? Have you ever wondered why? If we look at what factors influence the decision of benchmarking what is considered a fair salary for a particular position, there are essentially five key factors when it comes to specialist leaders. One, education and experience. Two, impact and responsibility, three, craftsmanship and superpowers, four, passion and dedication, and five, financial contribution. Now, if we were to systematically work through each of these factors, we'd see that if we put our main direct revenue generating operations specialist leaders on the balance, that is, directors of rooms, food and beverage, and wellness, we'd realize that wellness leaders are actually on par with their peers. Yet, wellness leaders are paid substantially less than their fellow specialist leaders. Why is that the case? What am I missing? So today, what I'd like to do is share a clip from my recent session on LinkedIn, where I unravel this important subject and systematically work through each of the key factors to decipher why wellness leaders are the lowest paid specialist leader in hotels. So without further ado, here's the clip. Hello and welcome to today's session. The last session of 2023, I still can't believe how quickly this year has gone by and it has been a fantastic year for our industry and I have no doubt that 2024 is going to be even better. And the last subject I'd like to talk about this year is one that is very dear to me and that is why are our wellness leaders the lowest paid specialist leader in a hotel. I have never really understood that. And while I was preparing for today's session, I thought, okay, let's think about, you know, what benchmarks we could use or what factors would influence the decision on what salary do you allocate to a certain leader. And I thought I came down with five when I was researching the Googles and artificial intelligence and I was researching and I whittled it down to five categories. The first one, education and experience. So your specialist education and that specialist experience you have needed to do in order to get that specialist role. Second, the impact and responsibility that leader has. Third, craftsmanship and the superpowers that you develop as a leader in that specialist area. Fourth, passion 
and dedication. And fifth, financial contribution. So let's go into each one of them. So when I looked into education and experience, now clearly our directors of rooms and our directors of food and beverage have all gone to very specialist schools to learn their craft, to actually learn their area of specialization. And in many cases, sometimes this education has been funded or sponsored by hotel brands that are looking to recruit very top-notch or creme de la creme of the students in each of these specialist areas. And when I looked into what our wellness leaders do to become that wellness leader, now many have worked through the ranks as an attendant, a fitness instructor, someone from the health club industry, someone from a visiting practitioner background, a doctor. Each one of these people have worked up the ranks taken several courses that have cost them in total tens of thousands of dollars. I'm not even going to talk about the number of hours they have invested in order to lead a business that is quite complex, which is the wellness business. And so in terms of, if you look at it, the education experience, wellness leaders are pretty much on par with director of rooms and also director of food and beverage. They've all had to go through that same path of educating themselves, of upskilling themselves and gaining the right experience in order to get the role they have. There is one difference though, I'd like to add wellness leaders in the majority of the cases have had to spend the money out of their own pockets. Now we all know the salary that a wellness leader gets is nothing compared to what a leader in rooms or food and beverage gets. And I'd also like to highlight, and if we go specifically into the spa areas of the hotels, There are some spa managers who actually earn less than their therapists. Because if you're looking at the therapist, when they get a commission per treatment done and the tips, they're sometimes earning substantially more than the spa manager. So we're talking about these wellness leaders that have had to spend the money from their own pocket and their wages that are very low. And rarely have hoteliers even invested in upskilling them or giving them that education and experience. Many of the wellness leaders have had to learn on the fly how to become a wellness leader. So when we talk about the first point, education and experience, rooms division director, director of food and beverage and wellness director, we're pretty much all on par. And despite that, The wellness leader is the lowest paid specialist leader of those three. Now, I went deep dove into the second point of impact and responsibility. Now, clearly, rooms, divisions, directors have a lot of responsibility and on their shoulders, they have to ensure that guests' experiences are perfect, that the rooms are perfect and safe in perfect working condition, and everything is comfortable for each of the guests and the families that stay with them, and also their team safety. If you look at director of 
food and beverage, they have huge responsibilities to ensure that the kitchens are working properly, that the guests are happy, that food is being handled in a safe way, that all the requirements are being ticked. Yes, responsibility is incredibly high. But if we look at what we wellness leaders do, the impact we have and the responsibility we have, it's equally high. Now, essentially, when people come to our wellness facilities, our guests are entrusting us with their bodies, with their well-being. Now, I was listening to the podcast during the weekend, and clearly I'm not going to recite it as eloquently as she was, this lady was talking about. We can have several problems, but as soon as one problem becomes your health, you only have one problem. So you can have several problems, but as soon as health becomes a problem, you only have one problem. And I think there is there are very few people out there who would argue that health is one of the most important things we can have. And money sometimes can't even buy that. So our guests are entrusting our wellness leaders and their teams with their health, with their well-being, with their bodies. Now, the impact and responsibility our wellness leaders have is clearly incredibly high. And despite that, if we look, director of rooms, director of food and beverage, and director of wellness, the wellness leader, despite the impact and responsibility they have, they're still the lowest paid specialist leader in a hotel. So despite ticking these two boxes, education experience, impact and responsibility, wellness leaders are still the lowest paid specialist leader. So I thought, let me go on to the third area or the third factor, which is craftsmanship and superpowers. Now, chefs, director of foods and beverage have clearly spent hours painful hours, moving from location to location, working until the wee hours of the morning, really perfecting the craft. And so have rooms, divisions, directors working the night shifts. They have worked incredibly long hours to perfect the craft. Now, if we look at what our wellness leaders do, ultimately, the human body is one of the most sophisticated machines out there. And there is still so little we know, despite all the technology we have, there's still so little we actually know about how amazing this machine is. And our wellness leaders have learned how to figure out how to help our guests to solve their pains, to actually help them enjoy better health, better mental health, how to show up in a different way. All those things are related to this beautiful machine. So when it comes to craftsmanship, when it comes to superpowers, our leaders, our wellness leaders are definitely on par with our rooms division leaders and also our leaders in food and beverage. But despite that, we're still the lowest paid specialist leader. So we've ticked three boxes but we're still the lowest paid specialist leader. So then I went on to the fourth point, passion and dedication. Now, there is no doubt that hospitality 
is definitely not for the faint-hearted. Food and beverage, my colleagues work incredibly long, grueling hours until the wee hours of the morning. And sometimes I have to be up early in the morning the next day. So the passion and dedication that is required to put up with those grueling hours is unparalleled. Also, for our rooms division directors, as I said, doing night shifts. Now, and all the other, like, you know, dealing with high, you know, the, we're lucky when it comes to our wellness facilities. We normally have the happy end of guests. They're coming to have fun and they generally, very rarely do they actually complain. Not saying that they don't complain, but we don't normally get the fantastic side of every guest that comes through our door, the majority of the guests. Whereas in rooms downstairs or wherever front office is, they normally have to deal with very, very different sides of our guests that we wellness leaders don't need to. So, you know, hats off to them. Passion and dedication required to actually go through that is immense. But if we look at what our wellness leaders do, for many of us, it's a calling. It's a purpose. We're sometimes dealing with people who are so ill who are such, you're not in completely off balance and we're still healing them. We're still looking after them. We're still dealing with the unpleasant consequences that come to our bodies after trying to heal people or trying to serve our guests in a better way so that they can enjoy better well-being. And we spend years experimenting, seeing what area of specialization, what in our toolbox can best help each guest. And then when it comes to our passion and dedication to ensure that our guests go out of the home, out of the hotel, feeling amazing, there is a lot of passion and dedication required there. And also when you're doing seven or eight treatments a day, and then as a wellness leader, you have to jump into the treatment room to make that extra sale in that day. That is passion. That is dedication. So while our rooms and directors of food and beverage, while these directors definitely show passion and dedication, our wellness leaders too show immense passion and dedication. And despite that, of the three specialist leaders, the wellness leader is still the lowest paid specialist leader. So on all those four counts, Education and experience, impact and responsibility, craftsmanship and superpowers, and passion and dedication. Wellness leaders are on par with our fellow specialist leaders, director of rooms, director, director of food and beverage. But still, we are the lowest paid specialist leader. And I really cannot understand that. So then I thought, It'll be the fifth point, financial contribution. So what I did was I went back through all my files and, you know, remembered, you know, when I was doing all these KPIs, when I was managing several spas and going through all the clients I have worked with. And when I took out the key metrics, let's say, what is a treatment room worth compared to a hotel room. When I say worth, what revenue is generated by a treatment room versus what revenue is generated by a hotel room? I was like, in 80% of the cases, 
one treatment room generated more revenue in one year than one hotel room. Let me say that again. The revenue generated by just one treatment room, if you're comparing apple to the apple's room within the room, was more than what one hotel room generated in total revenue. And how was that calculated? Total treatment revenue generated in the year divided then by the number of treatment rooms. And total revenue generated by rooms divided by the number of hotel rooms. Now, one thing I'd also like to highlight, in many of these cases, included in the room rate and hence in the room revenue was the access to the wellness facility. So really, technically speaking, there's a small portion of rooms revenue that shouldn't be in rooms, should actually rightfully be charged back to the wellness profit and loss. And despite that discrepancy in distribution of revenue, one treatment room generated more than one hotel room. So in terms of direct revenue, one treatment room versus one hotel room, one treatment room makes more than one hotel room, but we're still the lowest paid specialist leader. And that's just direct revenue. I'm not talking about indirect revenue. Many hoteliers have done very sophisticated studies and know that a wellness guest spends more in the bar, stays longer, and is likely to get a higher room category and travel off season than a non-wellness guest. They spend more in their restaurant. They will spend in the spa. They will stay longer. They stay and spend in the hotel more. Now, we're not even counting that indirect revenue contribution that wellness brings to the overall hotel's profit and loss. And despite that financial contribution that wellness makes, our wellness leaders are still the lowest paid specialist leader. Now, honestly, I do not understand why that is the case. And then finally, the penny dropped. Hoteliers actually measure financial contribution of wellness in a very simple way. They actually count. What is the total revenue generated by this department compared to the whole hotel? And in the vast majority of cases, that does not go above 1% to 3% of total hotel revenue. So we wellness leaders are being judged and our salary is being given or is being based on only one simple metric. And that is why we wellness leaders are the lowest paid specialist leader. Now, If we have ticked five boxes, I honestly don't understand how that could be fair that our wellness leaders are still the lowest paid specialist leader. 
we tick the box of education and experience. We tick the box of impact and responsibility. We tick the box of craftsmanship and superpowers. We tick the box of passion and dedication. And we also tick the box of financial contribution. But just because of one tiny metric, we are paid substantially lower wages and packages than our fellow directors of rooms and food and beverage. I just don't understand. How is that there? If you are a wellness leader or even a hospitality leader who feels this frustration, I strongly recommend you sign up and watch my mini course from Neglected to Respected, How Wellness Leaders Can Secure a Genuine Seat at the hotel's big table. Over there, I talk about, you know, quite important subjects after having interviewed several wellness leaders. What are their key frustrations? And I think it's important to know that because we can't always be that lowest made specialist leader. Things have to change and nothing changes if nothing changes. And on that lovely note, I wish you all a fantastic goodbye to 2023 and a fantastic and even more fantastic start to 2024. Take care now. So to recap this session, if we look at all the key factors that influence how salaries are benchmarked, that is education and experience, impact and responsibility, craftsmanship and superpowers, passion and dedication, and financial contribution, we wellness leaders tick the exact same boxes and are on par with our fellow specialist leaders in rooms and food and beverage. Yet, we're still the lowest paid specialist leader in a hotel. How is that possibly fair? What aren't I getting? And on that thought-provoking note, I wish you all a fantastic day. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. If you want to know whether your hotel is ready to meet the growing demand for wellness experiences, both for your guests and your employees, then my Essence Scorecard is the perfect tool for you. Head over to spa-balance.com forward slash essence scorecard and get yourself a free and accurate temperature reading of your hotel's readiness to meet the wellness needs of your people and your guests. It's a valuable self-audit that not only helps you create a profitable wellness asset, but also promote a culture of genuine wellness for your team.